everyone. This is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the Season 2 episode of Enterprise, First Flight. This is the one where, as Archer is about to take a shuttle to see if a nebula they detected is made of dark matter, he gets a subspace call from Admiral Forrest, informing him that A.G. Robinson has died in a mountaineering accident. As DePaul joins him in the shuttle, Archer tells her about A.G. and how he and him were two of the four test pilots in the NX program at Starfleet. The episode then flashes back to eight years earlier as Commodore Forrest informs Archer that A.G. will be the one piloting the NX Alpha with Archer's father's warp engine. But upon breaking the Warp 2 barrier, the ship breaks apart when AG pushes it to Warp 2.2. AG survives in the escape pod, but the program is now in jeopardy of being put on indefinite hold and the warp engine scrapped, which would set back humanity's exploration into the stars by years, if not decades. Like any sci-fi geek in the 90s, I grew up seeing Apollo 13 and the HBO miniseries From the Earth to the Moon and keeping track of the Cassini probe heading towards Saturn. It was fascinating to hear about the space programs from Mercury to Gemini and Apollo and the personal stories of Chuck Yeager, Gus Grissom, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, and tons of other astronauts and their families that were involved. And years later, I also saw The Right Stuff, which I like to describe as Apollo 13 but with a sense of humor. I've always been a fan of the we're doing something that no one has ever done before procedural, and seeing the early days of NASA as they try to figure out how to get a man up into space and then back down, as well as the clashing personalities of a half dozen macho pilots and a montage of the various test rockets exploding on the launch pad. The Right Stuff is just a fun film about one of the few modern achievements of mankind in the last century that one could be proud of. Taking its cues from that film, First Flight is basically Star Trek does the right stuff, and it's another episode that serves as a window into an alternate reality of what Enterprise could have been. As Rick Berman and Brandon Braga were developing the series, one of the ideas that they had was that the first season would have just stayed on Earth as the NX-01 was under construction and the launch of the Enterprise was saved for the season finale. But UPN thought it strayed too far from the formula, so the idea was scrapped. And while I'm not sure that would have been able to sustain a 24-episode first season, seeing the origins of Starfleet and the assembly of our characters and the ship over an extended period of time would have definitely changed the tone and feeling of the series and make it more of the prequel show we wanted it to be instead of the warmed-over TNG that the first two seasons were. And it's great to see Archer in his early days as he meets Lieutenant Tucker, who argues that the engine works, it's just the antimatter intermix into the engine is the problem, and then butts heads with Robinson. I suppose you heard. This is really going to throw a wrench in my career plans. Thanks. Last call. Anything else? I'll have another. Where have you been all day? Debriefing. Flight surgeons were done with me. I got hauled in front of the Starfleet senior staff and the Vulcans. What'd you tell them? What do you think? The subspace field destabilized at warp 2.2. Primary flight controls failed, resulting in the loss of the vehicle. Aren't you forgetting something? What? The possibility of pilot error? I'm not interested in your opinion, Lieutenant. You should be. The Vulcans have been leaning on Starfleet for years to reign in this program. You walked in there today, ruled out pilot error, and told them just what they wanted to hear. Our engine doesn't work. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Archer. But it doesn't work. The engine's sound. 
We just need more time to balance the Intermax. We need more than time. I agree. We need a pilot who listens to orders. If you'd aborted, we'd still have a ship. And probably another chance. Another chance to what? Get killed? At the first sign of trouble, you should have throttled down. It wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. I guess we'll never find out. You weren't in that cockpit. There's nothing wrong with that ship. There's plenty wrong. You just refuse to see it. What the hell's that supposed to mean? Every time there's a problem with this project, you blame it on pilot error or gravitational anomalies or some technical malfunction. Well, you're going to have to face the truth this time because there's nothing left to point a finger at. Your father designed a lousy engine. <laughs> After taking the NX Beta on an unauthorized mission and proving that the warp engine works and getting it up to warp 2.5, Archer and Eiji are grounded, and Archer years later is picked to be the captain of the NX-01. And the last time Archer saw Robinson, Eiji tells him that he'll see him up there as captain of the NX-02 after Archer has made all the mistakes. And after finding the Dark Matter Nebula and returning back to the ship, T'Pol suggests that since they can name any new discoveries, it should be called the Robinson Nebula. As you heard in the clip, Robinson was played by special guest star Keith Carradine, and in this case, I don't need to list any of his credits to let you know who he is. He was probably the one and only choice for the role, as it feels Taylor made for him. The only other notable guest star in the episode was Bridget Brana as Ruby, the proprietor of the 602 Club, the pilot's bar seen in the episode. She's another veteran TV actor who most recently was Stacey Yorks, one of the parents in the Runaway series for Hulu opposite Kevin Wiseman. This was also another stellar episode directed by LeVar Burton, who had also directed the previously covered Cogenitor only two episodes prior. And as for trivia, three of the guest stars of the episode were James D. Frey, Kathy J. Grant, and Thomas P. Hunt, who were the Sailors of the Year who served aboard the actual USS Enterprise, CVN-65, at the time. And the NX Beta and its launch sequence on rails is an homage to the 60s sci-fi children's show Fireball XL5. In conclusion, First Flight is one of my favorite episodes of Enterprise for serving as a window to what the series should have been at the beginning, as well as for showing the actual process of space exploration and discovery, as well as the beginnings of what Archer would become. And while Enterprise is the classic series that I've come back to the least, these three episodes, as well as the previously covered Carbon Creek, Cogenitor, and the In a Mirror Darkly two-parter, are episodes that prove that one's investment in the series would be worth it. Since I'm not planning on doing another season of 30 Day Trek after this, and to also pad out the runtime of the episode, here are some of my honorable mentions for Enterprise episodes that have good elements, characters, and moments in them, but don't quite break through to must-see episodes for me. Minefield, Dead Stop, Singularity, The Catwalk, Ceasefire, Future Tense, Judgment, and Regeneration from Season 2, Twilight, 
North Star, Similitude, Carpenter Street, and Hatchery from Season 3, and then Home, the three-part Vulcan arc of The Forge, Awakening, and Kirshara, Daedalus, and the Demon's Terra Prime two-parter that should be considered the true finale of Enterprise, and now the god-awful These Are the Voyages finale that was thrown together as a haphazard finale for the Berman era. If you should decide to take the plunge and watch Enterprise, these episodes, as well as the six that I've covered, are the ones you should look out for. And as for the worst episodes of Enterprise, Unexpected is an incredibly problematic episode with Trip accidentally getting pregnant, as well as the very stupid moment of a Klingon in a holodeck-esque program literally saying, Hey, I can see my house from here! A night in sickpay is Archer at his worst. If I were serving aboard the Enterprise and saw Archer piss and moan about a diplomatic mission that went wrong over an incident that could have easily been avoided, I would have requested a transfer off the ship. And Precious Cargo is Star Trek once again doing a variation of Taming of the Shrew that went over as well as Ilana Troyes did back in Season 3 of TOS. And that's it for Star Trek Enterprise. Join me tomorrow for when we leave the Berman era behind and return to modern Trek with one more look at Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery. Live long and prosper, and also, live well. (laughs) 